Welcome to Firefox News Online, the world's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules apply. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated in the chat room at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room and your chat will be deleted. Also, if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. This is a roundtable discussion broadcast, so please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of myself and those who join me, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. And now, it's time for Firefox News Online. of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now, America... It is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Good evening, and welcome to Firefox News Online. It is now time, as you just heard, for Talking Points. You know, I get the insane feeling that the big three tech giants, Google, Twitter, and Facebook, get immense gratification out of thumbing their nose at our Constitution. It's hard to believe that any one entity would have the kind of power that they have yielded and wielded for so long and expecting us to just kowtow, step, and fetch. Well, yes, they have terms of service, 
But we also have a constitution which, in an exchange between Senator Ted Cruz and Jack Dorsey of Twitter, oh, buddy, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Mr. Dorsey, uh, with his rather ridiculous beard and his straggly hair, great appearance for going in front of a Senate committee, I might add. You know, this guy thought he was so slick. I'll tell you what, folks. I'm going to share that exchange with you. You're not going to believe your ears. I sat and watched the uh, hearings, and, of course, I even aired them on the video platforms. I thought the hearings weren't going to be until after the election, but I guess we kind of got a little surprise today. But anyway, I I sat here and I broadcast the uh, entire exchange from pretty much start to finish. I kind of... Caught it a little late because it was unexpected, like I said. But um, at one point, as I said, Senator Cruz and Jack Dorsey were going at it pretty good. And I'll tell you what, Senator Cruz, man, you definitely got some cojones. You've got brass balls the size of Texas, brother. Well, the way you spoke to Jack Dorsey, mm, 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 mm. Don't be surprised if Dorsey suspends your account now. I mean, you wouldn't uh, expect anything less, now would you? But here's the thing, folks. Jack Dorsey sat there all smug and really laid back and just, you know, kind of thinking he had this until he had the exchange with Senator Cruz. And, oh, man, he didn't know how to answer this guy because Cruz had him pegged. Well, it's no surprise. Okay. So when you hear the exchange between Senator Cruz and Jack Dorsey, you're going to be like, "Mm, mm, mm, mm." the winner of that exchange. Well, listen to the exchange later and you'll, you'll have to decide for yourself. I mean, this is no speculation on my part, but Jack Dorsey wasn't the only one put in his place. I mean, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who claimed he was having technical difficulties getting started, he even had the brass balls to ask the committee for five minutes while he tried to fix the issue. It didn't take five minutes, folks. But anyway, I digress. And then this Pachi, or whatever his name is, the guy that is the CEO of Alphabet Inc., the owner of Google, who owns YouTube. Man, the Republicans were really, really not giving this guy an inch. In fact, they weren't giving any of them an inch because they knew they got him dead to rights because censorship on social media, that's that's what we're talking about here, basically. Uh, It's censorship on social media. And and I I think what happened uh, in the course of this uh, hearing today in the Commerce Committee is that somebody realized, one of the three tech giants to be more precise, our ass is grass and these Republican senators are the lawnmower. They kept insisting that if we strip away the Section 230 uh, protection, it's going to hurt our freedom of speech. No, what's hurting our freedom of speech, Mr. Dorsey, Mr. Zuckerberg, and Mr. Pachi, or whatever your name is, 
is the way you run your platforms, the way you completely forget or conveniently just decide to ignore our Constitution. You write your terms of service so that the Constitution can be shredded in your company. And what I mean by that, ladies and gentlemen, is basically if you're a conservative, the First Amendment don't mean shit. It just doesn't mean shit. Okay? And it's really that simple. So I, I think what we're dealing with here is when it comes to tech giants, they need to be brought down to the right size. They need to be reminded that the Constitution is the law of the land. The Constitution has God-given rights in our First Amendment. Think about it. How many times have I talked about the Constitution on this broadcast over the years? We are a constitutional republic. Keep that in mind. Everyone says our democracy. Our democracy, it is a threat to our democracy. America was founded as a constitutional republic, not a democracy. I really wish people would learn that. I did early on in life. But then again, I learned it the true and honest way, not the common core way. And I think that's the difference between my generation and the generation that's coming up. Because the generation that's coming up doesn't understand what it truly means to be a constitutional republic. And that's something that the three CEOs have failed to recognize in today's hearing. But I think they kind of got a eye-opening surprise. That eye-opening surprise is that it is the First Amendment that says so clearly and so beautifully, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. The key part in the First Amendment that applies in this situation, freedom of speech or of the press. They censored the press and they censored us. We, the people who are conservatives. And it is outright disgusting. And to add insult to injury, When the New York Times posted information about President Trump's tax returns, they broke federal law. And guess who their accomplice was? Oh, shit. It was Twitter. That's right, Mr. Dorsey. Another education into the law and what it means. You see, Mr. Dorsey, when you allowed the post from the New York Times to remain on your Uh, service, you became an accomplice. You and your company became accomplices to a felony. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm hoping that somebody really, really smart, a real brainiac, will go to the attorney general and say, I want them arrested. Here are the charges. Do it. Well, you know what? Every single person that works for Twitter and those involved at the New York Times should go to jail. It's really that simple. But I don't think you'll see it happen, but I truly believe it should. And then, of course, Mr. Dorsey, the double standard. When the Communist 
Party of China posted that it was our military who, oh, let's see, released the coronavirus on the world. Oh, that was an outright lie, but it stayed on your platform for two months before it finally got flagged as false. Hmm, strange. But yet the president of the United States, he puts out factual information regarding mail-in voting and the possibility of voter fraud, and he gets flagged just that quick. Now do you see why, ladies and gentlemen, these platforms, their CEOs, had to go and speak to the senators today on Capitol Hill? There's a reason why these platforms are a joke. Now, many of us have to use these platforms because of family, friends, and so forth. But there are alternatives out there. There truly are. And here's the thing. Until we can get those platforms up to speed, until we can get those platforms uh, more centrally utilized by everyone and walk away from Twitter and Facebook, they're not going to get very far. And here's something to consider. I have to use Facebook and Twitter because of this broadcast. The only reason I use Facebook and Twitter is because of the broadcast and for those who I don't have phone numbers for that are on Facebook. Now, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be using Facebook. I would be going to some other platform because I know Facebook is a bogus, bullshit, bourgeois social media tyrant. And that's what Jack Dorsey has over at Twitter. Uh, But that's just my opinion. Therefore, you know, what can I say? Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Trend tonight's broadcast all over the globe on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. Hmm. All right, America. It's Wednesday. It's been Wednesday all day. I got a question for you. Is it hump day? Or has it been humped day? I mean, seriously. When I say, has it been a... Was was today hump day? Or was it... Humped day. Humped day meaning this day sucked. Humped day meaning this day was okay. Got through it just fine. Feeling good. All right, America. You figure that one out while I uh, throw on the trusty Camp Smith cover. I got this hat courtesy of uh, uh, my friend Mike Peters down in uh, Peekskill a while back. Don't hear from him no more. Shame, really. Anyway, we are live, large, and in charge on the multiple platforms used by the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. You can tell I'm in a fairly decent mood tonight. 
you can kind of tell I'm in a jolly mood. Yeah. And I don't know why. Oh, yeah, I know why. See, last night, I went to make something to eat, and my stove sparked. One of the, the, the big burner in, on the front left sparked. Great. Didn't need that. So I, put a, I, I went to the, uh, to the landlord's um, website, and I get in there, and I go to, the, to, the, to where I need to leave a message for maintenance, and I type in the message for them saying, stove, front left burner sparks, don't trust it, don't need a fire. Please help. Thank you. And that's exactly what I said, too. Seven o'clock this morning, I'm getting a phone call from maintenance asking me if uh, they can come over in an hour and give it the old one, too. They did. They came over. They fixed The guy came over. He took a look at it, went back to his shop. Came back with the part. Done. And let me tell you what. I'm glad because I hate having having the stove break down like that. Well, while he was here, I pointed out a couple of more items that I noticed needed attention. Well, one was not so much needing attention as it the the pipes were cold. There was no heat coming up. Well, now I've got heat coming up. And good thing, too, because Friday, we're getting snow. That's right, America. New York, the Hudson Valley, at least the part that I live in, is going to see some snow. Now, whether it's going to stick or not, whether it's going to be a, a significant fall or not, I don't, don't, don't know. And, uh, well, I don't particularly care either. The fact is, we're getting snow. Yikes. It's coming a little bit earlier this year. Anytime the snow has fallen early... In the Hudson Valley, we usually get hit pretty hard. Really sucks. So what do you think of that one, Gun? We're getting snow already. Well, as the old saying goes, better you than me. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> But no, you got a good point there. I, I mean, I know Texas will get snow, but nothing like what New York gets. You know, well, and you're yeah, lucky. Texas, well, yeah, my area where I'm at, we might get a dusting just if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Now, up there in the Texas Panhandle, you know, that's west and north of me up there, way up there. I get blizzards up there now. Some bitches, they get snowed in. Okay. 
some reason. I don't know what it is about that area, but I'm glad I'm way on the other side of Texas, miles and miles of Texas, you know. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're more south of that, I think, uh, as opposed to, you know, the, the, you're kind of south of the panhandle. Yeah, okay. Kind of easterly, yeah. But um, like I said, you're you're very fortunate in the parts actually you live in. You are really damn lucky because you don't have to deal with you know a foot, two foot of snow. Just once, I'd like to see how how you would handle two feet of snow in your neck of the woods. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to wish it on you or anything, because I know it'll never happen. Then again, you never know. Mother Nature can be pretty fickle. Mm, very fickle. Uh, you'd probably be sitting there going, damn that George, I'm going to get even with him for saying that shit. And of course, uh, here. I think there's a I think there's a full moon out there. Got to Great. Um. Well, let's see here. I haven't looked at this temp lately in my neck of the woods. Well, according to this, it's cloudy and 46. But the feel-like temperature is 50. So it's 46 with a feel-like of 50. And you're than me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Not, too, not by too much. Trust me, not by too much. But you know what? I'm 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 glad I'm glad they fixed the heat because overnight it'll drop down into the upper 30s. I'm sure. And if it does that, I don't care if I'm on if you're first floor or second floor or third floor. If there's a third floor in your place, it don't matter. Honestly, it don't matter because if if it's going to get cold in the house, it's going to get fucking cold in the house. Trust me. But I'm also glad heat rises. I don't have to have my, my thermostat up too high. Now, uh, we got the polarity. Oh, uh, by the way, before I go any further, I want to take this golden opportunity to uh, say how did they do, how did they do, how did they do, 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 to, uh, to Gene Francis, I think it's Francis, or, or yeah, I think it's Gene Francis, I'm not sure. Gene, correct me, tell, tell me if I'm getting close to saying your last name, your, your, your name right. Let me know that, please. And of course, Cherokee Rose is watching, they're both watching by way of Periscope. Dot TV. Ah, yes. The folks on the video platforms. Two thumbs way up. Yay, you. 
Yes, that's right. We're giving kudos to the viewers. I even raised my Coca-Cola glass filled with Pepsi. Pardon me. That's what I get for drinking soda. So, Ted Cruz decided he is going to lower the boom on Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter. I'm telling you, that hearing today was some shit. And, of course, the Democrats, as always, had to sit there like a bunch of dickheads and try and put the blame on the Republicans and all this other bullshit, because they love it when, when Twitter and Facebook and Google censor us conservatives. They love it. But Ted Cruz, man, I give that dude some serious props. He really let Jack Dorsey have it with both barrels. Now, uh, I've got a... Let me try this. This is getting silly. I'm sorry. Every time I go to say something and I get tongue-tied, I've got to have a little fun with it because if I don't, I'll be sitting here going... Okay, let me try that again. So I've got a preliminary audio clip I'm going to play. And then I've got the clip of the exchange between Dorsey and Cruz. Now, check this out, Gun. Before I play this clip, these clips, because they I got to play them in back to back. Jack Dorsey, to look at him on the video feed for the Senate. Okay, because he, they did it. They did remote feed. Uh, they didn't have to actually physically be in the in the Senate chamber. So, looking at him, his hair was straggly. He's got a fucking beard down to his chest. He looks like a drifter, a, you know, like, like 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 a beatnik. He looks like a fucking bum. I'm sorry, that's, that, that's, I'm like an umpire in baseball. I'm going to call it like I see it. He looked like a fucking bum. I swear to God, it was, he, should have been, he should be ashamed of himself. He's supposed to be a CEO, and he looked like shit. And his eyes were glazed. I think the man was stoned. Honest to God, I think he was fucking high as a kite. When you hear the exchange, you'll understand what I mean. <clears throat> but what I'm going to do first is I'm going to um, play a short clip. Uh, hold on a second here. I, and by the way, the clip kind of starts automatically. I have this thing on the Alienware computer that I really need to remove as soon as I figure out what it is again. Uh, where if you put your mouse on on a clip on a video or audio clip. It starts to play a preview. So give me a second here while I kill my, my master mic, my master volume here. 
Okay. I've got that first clip ready to rock. Now, this first clip is from Fox News. They're kind of giving a bit, there's even a sample of what Ted Cruz said, and man, I thought he was going to blow a gasket bigger than bigger than he did. Who's there? Are you knocking at something, Gunslinger? Mm, I shut my desk drawer. Oh, it sounded like a, like somebody knocking at your door. Go away. We gave it the office. I'm in. I am. I am in a very weird mood tonight. So bear with me. All right. So here here's a, prelim, a preliminary. Uh, this is what what happened in today's. They, they talk about what happened in the hearings today uh, to give you a better idea of what to expect in this clip, especially. Heads of the three big tech firms faced off against the Senate panel today over censorship accusations. Those claims come in the wake of social media's response to the New York Post reporting on Hunter Biden's alleged business dealings with foreign adversaries. The New York Post Twitter account was still locked today. Correspondent Jillian Turner has that story tonight. Democrat and Republican senators agree social media is now playing God with American democracy, choosing whose posts stay up, who's come down, and who's gets blocked during a presidential election. The CEOs of Facebook, Google, and Twitter faced bipartisan heat. Who the hell elected you and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed to hear? And why do you persist in behaving as a Democratic super PAC, silencing, used... We're not doing that. Uh, and this is why I opened... Um, this hearing with calls for more transparency. The heart of the matter for committee Republicans, what they say is censorship of conservatives, including President Trump. There's real mistrust among the American people about whether you're being fair or transparent. Democrats, though, see the bias tilting the other way. I am appalled that my Republican colleagues seem to want to bully and browbeat the platforms here to try to tilt them uh, toward President Trump. Mark Zuckerberg argued Facebook has improved access to the polls. We estimate that we've helped more than 4.4 million people register to vote and 100,000 people volunteer to be poll workers. At issue is whether Congress should revise a federal law known as Section 230. It gives Internet companies general liability for material posted on their network, a so-called safe harbor. I would urge the committee to be very thoughtful about any changes to Section 230 and to be very aware of the consequences those changes might have on businesses and customers. Now, the Justice Department also weighing in, arguing in favor of revisions to Section 230. They cite the recent controversy surrounding the New York Post's reporting about Hunter Biden, as well as a recent Supreme Court opinion from Justice Clarence Thomas. Now, before I play the actual uh, exchange between Ted Cruz and uh, Jack Dorsey, I want to go to the New York Post itself. 
New York Post ran an, an editorial op-ed. Um, let me make sure I'm, I'm saying it right. Yeah, it's an it's an it's an editorial op-ed. Uh, Twitter is running a blackmail operation. Cooperate or no traffic for you. Remember the Seinfeld episode with the soup Nazi? Well, Twitter's become Twitter, Facebook, and Google are the free speech Nazis. Yeah. This is what the New York Post put out. For all their talk of neutral platforms, the big shots at big tech, Twitter, Facebook, and Google are running a protection racket. They figure they can dictate what Americans get to see and read and what other media companies must do to reach the public via those platforms. It's a clear threat to a healthy democracy. Here's another idiot that doesn't understand. Anyway. And Congress has no, has noticed. Now, on Wednesday, the Senate launched a hearing to investigate big tech's bad behavior. Center stage Twitter's strong-arm tactics to censor the post. Ever since we began, the post began reporting on Hunter Biden's emails. First, it froze the, po- the New York. <laughs> Tongue tied. Try again. First, Twitter froze the New York Post account and banned their stories. Then, amid a public backlash, it agreed to unfreeze them, but only if they deleted the original tweets. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey sounded like every mob enforcer and shakedown artist in history. Nice paper you got there, New York Post. Shame should something happen to it. He knows full well media outlets depend on social media and Google search algorithms to help readers access their reporting. Senator Ted Cruz wasn't fooled. Mr. Dorsey... Who the hell elected you and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed to hear? Why do you persist in behaving as a democratic super PAC, silencing views to the contrary of your political beliefs? Dorsey tried to claim it was all a mistake, that it had been fixed. But the New York Post account remained locked even as he spoke. Mm-hmm. Senator Cruz asked them, can the New York Post post on their Twitter account? Squirming Jack Dorsey before Cruz caught him off, if they go into their account, no is your answer to that, fumed Cruz, unless they genuflect and agree with your dictates. Besides, if it was an honest error, then why do they only happen to one side? As Senator Marsha Blackburn noted, 
Twitter has censored President Trump 65 times, Joe Biden, zero. There is a pattern of... Uh, there, let me try that again. There is a pattern of subjective manipulation of information. Nor can Twitter and Facebook, which also moved to suppress the post reporting, claim there's anything wrong with the stories. Asked if they had any evidence of that, Dorsey and Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg both admitted they didn't. Some folks think the paper should have just caved immediately and deleted the story. Yet the problem isn't the New York Post's failure to squelch stories. It's big tech's heavy-handed shakedown. Hmm. All it takes is men of good conscience to stand up and be counted. The New York Post deserved to be treated better than they were. New York Times certainly didn't get their asses handed to them over printing President Trump's tax returns, which is a felony under federal law. Something that makes Twitter an accessory to. Now, here's the, the full exchange between Senator Cruz and Jack Dorsey. Pay close attention to the way Jack Dorsey sounds, because I want to see if y'all recognize a hippie stoner who's just stoned and doesn't speak normal. The chairman for holding this hearing. The three witnesses we have before this committee today collectively pose, I believe, the single greatest threat to free speech in America and the greatest threat we have to free and fair elections. Yesterday, I spent a considerable amount of time speaking with both Mr. Zuckerberg and Mr. Pichai I have concerns about the behavior of both of their companies. I would note that Facebook is at the minimum at least trying to make some efforts in the direction of defending free speech. I appreciate their doing so. Google, I agree with the concerns that Senator Klobuchar raised. I think Google has more power than any company on the face of the planet. And the antitrust concerns are real. The impact of Google is profound. And I expect we will have continued and ongoing discussions about Google's abuse of that power and its willingness to manipulate search outcomes to influence and change election results. But today, I want to focus my questioning on Mr. Dorsey and on Twitter. Because of the three players before us, I think Twitter's conduct has by far been the most egregious. Mr. Dorsey, does Twitter have the ability to influence elections? No. 
You don't believe Twitter has any ability to influence elections? No, we are one part of a spectrum of communication channels that people have. So you're testifying to this committee right now that, that, that Twitter, when it silences people, when it censors people, when it blocks political speech, that has no impact on elections? People, people have choice of other communication channels. With which not, if, not if they don't hear information. If you don't think you have the power to influence elections, why do you block anything? Uh, well, we have policies that are focused on making sure that more voices on the platform are possible. We see a lot of abuse and harassment, which ends up silencing people and having them leave from the platform. All right, Mr. Dorsey, I find your opening questions, your opening answers absurd on their face. Let's talk about the last two weeks in particular. As you know, I have long been concerned about Twitter's pattern of censoring and silencing individual Americans with whom Twitter disagrees. But two weeks ago, Twitter and to a lesser extent Facebook crossed a threshold that is fundamental in our country. Two weeks ago, Twitter made the unilateral decision to censor the New York Post in a series of two blockbuster articles, both alleging evidence of corruption against Joe Biden, the first concerning Ukraine, the second concerning communist China. And Twitter made the decision, number one, to prevent users, any user, from sharing those stories. And number two, you went even further and blocked the New York Post from sharing on Twitter its own reporting. Why did Twitter make the decision to censor the New York Post? Uh, we had a hack materials policy. Um, that we when was that policy adopted? Uh, in 2018, I believe. In 2018, go ahead. What was, what, what was the policy? So the policy is around um, limiting the spread of materials uh, that are hacked. Um, we didn't want Twitter to be a distributor for hack materials. Um, we found that the New York Post, because it showed the direct materials, screenshots of the direct materials, and it was unclear how those were attained, that it felt that it fell under this policy. Now, so in your view, if it's unclear the source of, uh, of a document, in this instance, the New York Post documented what it said the source was, which it said it was a, uh, a laptop owned by Hunter Biden that had been turned into a re re repair store. So they weren't hiding what they claimed to be the source. Is it, is it your position that Twitter, when you can't tell the source, blocks, blocks press stories? No, not at all. Um, we, our, our team made a fast decision. Uh, the enforcement action, however, of blocking URLs, both in tweets and uh, in DM, in direct messages, we believe was incorrect. And we changed it. Today, right next, the New York Post is still blocked from tweeting two weeks later. Yes, they have to log into their account, which they can do at this minute, delete the original tweet, which fell under our original enforcement actions, and they can tweet the exact same material from the exact same article, and it would go through. So, Mr. Dorsey, your ability is you have the power to force a media out. And let's be clear, the New York Post isn't just some random guy tweeting. The New York Post has the fourth highest circulation of any newspaper in America. The New York Post is over 200 years old. The New York Post was founded by Alexander Hamilton. And your position is that, that you can sit in Silicon Valley and demand of the media that you can tell them what stories they can publish, and you can tell the American people what reporting they can hear. Is that right? No. This was, this was a, you know, every person, every account 
uh, every uh, organization that signs up to Twitter agrees to a terms of service. A terms of service. Is so public. media outlets must genuflect and obey your dictates if they wish to be able to communicate with readers. Is that right? No, not at all. We, you know, we we recognize an error in this policy, and specifically the enforcement. You're still blocking their posts. You're still blocking their posts. Right now, today, you're blocking their posts. We're not blocking the posts. Anyone can tweet. Can the New York Post uh, post on their on a Twitter account? If they go into their account. No, is your answer to that? No, unless they and agree with your dictates. Let me ask you something. You claimed it was because of a hacked materials. Uh, policy. I find that facially uh, highly dubious and clearly employed in, in, in a deeply partial way. Did Twitter block the distribution of the New York Times' story a few weeks ago that purported to be based on copies of President Trump's tax returns? We didn't find that a violation of our terms of service and this policy in particular because it was reporting about the material. It wasn't Distributing. Okay, okay, well, that's actually not true. They, they posted what they purported to be original source materials, and federal law, federal statute makes it a crime, a federal felony, to distribute someone's tax returns against their knowledge. So that material was based on something that was distributed in violation of federal law, and yet Twitter gleefully allowed people to circulate that. But when the article was critical of Joe Biden, Twitter engaged in rampant uh, censorship and silencing. And again, we recognize there isn't that policy. We we changed it within 24 hours. This is this but is you're still watching the New York Post. You haven't changed it. We have changed it. They can log into their account, delete the original tweet. Uh, that was you forced the Politico reporter to take down his post about the New York Post as well. Is that correct? Within that 24-hour period, yes. But we, you know, as the policy has changed. Anyone can tweet. So Twitter takes the views. You can censor the New York Post. You can censor Politico. Presumably, you can censor the New York Times or any other media outlet. Mr. Dorsey, who the hell elected you and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed to hear? And why do you persist in behaving as a Democratic super PAC, silencing? views to the contrary of your political beliefs. Let, let's give uh, Mr. Dorsey uh, uh, a few seconds to answer that, and uh, then we'll have to conclude this this um, segment. Well, we're, we're not doing that, uh, and this is why I opened um, this hearing with calls for more transparency. We realize we need to earn trust more. We realize that more accountability is needed to show our intentions and to show the outcomes. Thank you, um, So I, I hear the concerns and acknowledge them, but we want to fix it with more transparency. Thank you, Senator Cruz. So here, here's here's what I I had to say to Jack Dorsey. Fuck yeah, right there. I I've got your CEO status, bitch. What, are you kidding me? Now, America, honestly, did he sound like he was a bit stoned? I mean, he sat there on the screen. He looked like this. Now, just picture me with a beard that goes all the way down to his chest. Straggly hair. I mean, okay, if I take my hat off, my hair is a little straggly, but uh, I put some of that greasy kid stuff in my hair earlier today, and it's holding it down, so it's kind of flattened out a little. 
<clears throat> but he's got this long goatee beard that comes down to about roughly about here, give or take, about his chest high. And he was sitting there with his glazed eyes, just looking into space as if he hadn't a care in the world or didn't give a shit one way or the other. Now, while Jack Dorsey was responding to Ted Cruz, okay, here's what ended up happening. The New York Post, at the time this was going on, tried numerous times to log into their Twitter account to post, and they couldn't. So he is a lying sack of shit. I mean, my God, the man has absolutely no idea what is you know what he's doing. See, Mr. Dorsey, there's a thing called freedom of speech in this country. Your terms of service cannot trump free speech or freedom of the press. If that's the case. You're going to lose a lot of users because nobody in their right fucking mind is going to stay on a platform that squelches free speech in America. Gunslinger, you heard what you heard the exchange, and this is this is Senator Ted Cruz we heard from going after this son of a bitch. Answer me one question, brother. What did you think? I didn't see his picture, uh, but it sounds like he was kind of been on a two-week drunk or a, or or he's a stoned on something, which is pretty much common for these people. I mean, come on, this guy is a is a head CEO of what was it Twitter, Twitter, whatever. Yeah, he's and, a CEO um, of Twitter. Yeah, he's a he's a head honcho. He's a probably close to a, a billionaire status, if not a multi-billionaire, like Trump. Okay, but see, here's the difference between this idiot and Trump, for example. Those people in that highfalutin world up there, with that it, like that. The drugs and the booze flow like fucking rivers. Okay? You know they do. Alright? And I mean, I ain't talking about a little bit of pot here and there, okay? I'm talking about the rich man candy. You know, cocaine, all this shit. You know it does, okay? You, this is, would you up that high in the ladder? You, that's, <laughs> I mean, I've never been to college, but you, you, you even, you talked to the college kids has been to college. I'll say they say the drugs and alcohol flow like fucking rivers, and this is just college for God's sake. What do you think up there in the filthy rich arena? Now compared to Trump, he never he don't drink, he don't smoke, he don't do none of that. Okay, and there's a big difference there. Okay, but this idiot, you can tell he's fucking lying. He just it's just it's blatantly right sitting on the end of your fucking nose like a fucking fly. Ever had a fly set on the end of your nose? It's pretty clear that you could see a fucking fly on the end of your fucking nose. If you're not, you're fucking blind. It's just like this. 
you can clearly see that he's yapping. He's fucking. <laughs> it's just. And Cruz is tearing his ass. He's tearing him a new asshole. Okay, there ain't no doubt about that. And rightfully so, because what they're doing, you know, it's it's well, it's a it's a it's a bridge of freedom of free speech. Okay, and you know, and they have these terms of service. Well, you can't do this. Well, you can't piss this one off. You can't piss this person off. You can't piss the the LBGQZ Zigaphone uh, group. Okay. Uh, all these fucking people you can't piss off. Well, I can. I can piss them off. But these people here, they, oh, somebody might get offended. Oh, let's go. Oh, no. You know, it's going so far beyond ridiculous. It's not even ridiculous. It's not even funny now. Okay? That these people are able to get away with this stuff. They should, like I said, they should, the government should go come in there and split these bastards up. The Google. The, the most powerfulest, the biggest corporation on the face of this fucking planet. Think about that. Not just in the United States, the entire fucking world. Well, I'll tell you what. Right now, I'm showing on, on, on the video platforms, and I posted the link to the image. Uh, this was the front page of the New York, of the New York Post, uh, the Metro edition. Okay? They, there are, they have several editions during the course of the day. Uh, just like the New York Daily News, uh, so this was their their late their late their afternoon Metro edition, right? That is how he looked, ladies and gentlemen. I swear to God, this is what he looked like talking to the to the Senate Commerce Committee today. His hair, complete. It looks like he just got out of bed. Okay. Look at that freaking ZZ Top wannabe beard. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's no excuse. Look, okay, I, I wear comfortable. All right, a lot of times you see me wearing red shirts. I, and anybody who's a Star Trek fan knows the, the old gag. Uh-oh, he's, he's wearing a red shirt. He's next to die. Well, I ain't dying yet, folks. Uh, no need to worry. I ain't, I ain't, no, no. Not my turn. But <laughs> you'll see me wearing <clears throat> a red shirt or, 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 or a dark button-down shirt or something, or a sweatshirt even, you know. I'm not a shirt, a suit and tie kind of guy. I've never been like that. The only suit I ever wore was my Class A's when I was in the military with the exception of a, of a, a decent pair of dress pants, a shirt and, and a tie when my brother's uh, wake was going on. That's the only other time I ever did that. And there is a picture I, and I use it uh, on blog talk radio. Uh, and it's on, it's part of my journal. I use it from the profile image on my journalist page on Facebook where you see me sitting, you know, in, sitting in the studio wearing a tie, okay? Nanu, nanu. Oh, sorry, Mork and Mindy, wrong one. Uh, look, the, the bottom line is um, Cruz gave 
Dorsey exactly what he deserved. Okay? I mean, looking at this, all right, this is ridiculous. Whoa, what the fudge? No, I I went to do something with my cell phone because I'm monitoring the uh, feed on my cell phone, and it went to another Periscope broadcast. But I mean, you look at this at this at this Joker, and and you say to yourself, okay, like I said, I'm not a suit and tie guy, but if I had to go before the the Senate in one of their committees, whether it was judiciary, commerce, what have you. If I had to go and testify before the Senate, I wouldn't even go looking like I do now. Hell no. This background here would be a black screen background with me. Okay? No joke. I'll show you what, exactly what I mean by that. All right? If I had to testify before a Senate committee as the, head of, uh, as the head of my production company, this is what you would see, ladies and gentlemen. This is exactly what you would see. The, the green screen effect would be eliminated. It would, it would, turn, it would turn jet black. And that, that's it. No graphics, nothing. Just straight, just straight up my pudgy face. All right? There's no way I would look like this. This is disgusting. This is sickening. This is deplorable. How can anyone call themselves a CEO and look like that? And look at his eyes. Look at his freaking eyes. You can see the man looks like he's, like, like he's on a three-day binge with, with either booze or drugs or both. Hey, I've been in 12-step recovery for two decades plus. All right? I know. I, I, I see what a person looks like under the influence. I recognize it. Hell, I've got bloodshot baby blues. But this guy, I'm looking at this guy today, and oh, boy. <laughs> Gunslinger, the man looked like he, like he, like he had a, like he had a meth, a meth cocktail before going into the Senate hearing, or, or he, or he decided to. Oh, great! My sinuses don't want to work. So I can't even breathe through my nose. Oh, man. Okay, this is not an actual straw. It's just a marker. I'm, 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 de- I'm using it for demonstration purposes. You get the general idea. Look, even look, looking at at Mark Zuckerberg and uh, the guy Patchy or Petchy or Pochi or Poochie or whatever his fucking name is, the guy who's the CEO of Alphabet Inc., which owns Google and YouTube. 
uh, hmm, they look presentable. I give them, those two gentlemen, actual credit. I do give them credit. They looked presentable. They actually looked like they were going to represent their companies and themselves proper. No straggly hair, like that bozo from Twitter. Not a ZZ Top wannabe beard. I mean, come on. What the fuck? What was he thinking? Does mommy have to dress you in the morning there, Jackie? Incredible. But yeah, Gunslinger, I'm serious. This, this bozo, this, this bozo really thinks that he's the all, he, he, he must think he's God. Because he rules the roost kind of attitude. <sighs> Boy needs a good, serious wake-up call. Because, like I said, he turned around and he allowed the New York, po- the New York Times to post Donald Trump's tax returns mm-hmm. without Mr. Trump's knowledge or consent. Oops. Federal felony committed. And as far as I'm concerned... Twitter became an accessory to fel- to a felony right there on the spot by allowing it to happen. Or, or am I, uh, or am I wrong somehow? Go ahead. No, you're not wrong. Uh, it's just like I've always said that you know, if. Uh, me and you go and rob a bank, and I'm sitting out there in a getaway car, and you go in there and rob that bank, they're going to charge me with bank robbery, just like you, because you're an accessory to the crime, or I'm mm-hmm. going to be an accessory to the crime, okay? That's that's a felony. Robbing banks, last time I heard, was a felony, okay? So why ain't this fucker in jail? Why ain't, uh, you know, CEO is responsible for the corporation, but remember, Remember these fucking corporations, like Ron Reck has always said, okay? They're immune to prosecution. The people, okay? The people, the person, that, this idiot, the CEO, okay? He's standing behind the name, okay, of the corporation called Twitter, okay? Your audio kind of uh, dropped off. Uh, did you back away from your phone or something? Um, no. No. Not on the phone, I'm on Skype. But, but okay, like I there said, you go. Um, he's 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 just kind of he's standing behind the big name Twitter, okay. It's just like any of these fucking corporations, these cities, okay. You know the mayor or something. Yeah, he may be a mayor of bumfuck Egypt, but he's standing behind the city name, like New York City, for example. Okay, that's a name. Okay, that is a corporate name. Now, the idiot, the, the, the mayor, the dickhead, whatever his name is, of New York City, he's standing behind that name, okay? And they got all this legal shit, there's all this legal mumbo-jumbo shit that they do to protect the 
people, the, the CEOs and the, and the board members and all this shit from criminal prosecution. Well, you sue the name. Good luck. Who's Twitter? I want to see Mr. Twitter. I want him front and center. Right now. Where is he? Because he doesn't exist. Okay? Just like with New York State. I want you to, George, I want you to go up there to the state capitol, and I want you, I want you to demand. I want to see Mr. New York. They're going to laugh at your fucking face, because there's, no, there's no such thing. Okay? So, I, and the only, the only big, huge entity that could come in there and break them up would be the, would be the federal government. Yeah, well, I've I've often disagreed with the theory that New York's a corporation, and I will continue to disagree with that wholeheartedly because it's not a corporation. New York, New York State, New York City, and every state in the in the country is just a state, just a city, just a town, just a village. Yes, it is. You go look it up, man. I mean, it's go look up the definition of a corporation. Okay, I, I'm I'm not entitled to my own. To my, to my opinion? You can have your opinion all day long, George. I'm just saying, go look it up in fucking Black's Law Dictionary under the definition of a corporation. Very simple. You can have your opinion all day long. I don't give a fuck. But the fact, the law says it's a corporation. Now, you have your opinion. I don't care. You know, whatever. But the law is correct. Sorry to say. It's not me. I'm not making the fucking law up, George, okay? I'm not no lawyer. I Hold on. Slow down. Slow down, partner. I'm, I'm just saying I disagree with the corporate, with the, with the calling it a corporation, and here's why. This is just what I, how I feel about it. Because if it were really a corporation, I know towns can be incorporated. God knows. I've seen the incorporation papers for peak skill. Okay? I've seen that shit. I've seen the paperwork. I've seen the documentation. I'm not saying that they're not incorporated. No. What I'm saying is they don't live up to the same corporate... How can I put this? They're not, it's not like a brick-and-mortar corporation. Okay? That's basically the, the comparative that I'm, that I'm relating to. Because if it were a, a, something like a brick-and-mortar corporation, it, it, then, then there would be something to it, more substantial. But it's, not, it's just something on paper. It's a, it's, corpor, it's, it's a corporation on paper, nothing more. And, and, and by the way, even some of the best lawyers that, I, that I've known when I was growing up told me the same thing. There was a guy named Fred Bianco Jr. He gave me a hell of an education on this. He said, look, he said, George, think about it like this. Yes, they're, they're incorporated. Many towns and villages and cities are incorporated. Not the entire state, just the cities and towns. Because you can't incorporate a state. Unfortunately, unfortunately for Cuomo, I'll put it like that. But the cities, towns, villages can be incorporated. They, because now by incorporating them, what happens is now they have legal protective status. There's a legal protective status in there. It's a beautiful thing. 
It's one problem. They don't act like corporations. They don't have, they're, they're not a brick-and-mortar corporation. It's just a corporate name on, the, on paper. Legal and binding, to be sure, but it's only, a, only an incorporation on paper. That's the one thing most people don't realize. And you're right. There is no uh, Mr. Mr. or Mrs. New York. God help us if there were. You know? Could you just well, you know, someone walking you know. into City Hall and hi, my name is my name is New York, and showing a driver's license that says their name is New York. Joe, they're sent into this legally, okay? Because you got a driver's license, don't you? Go look at your name on your driver's license. That's all capital letters. Just saying, okay, I'm just telling you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just look, telling you what you I said, get. What okay? you're saying, I'm not. It's not that I disagree with you necessarily. I'm just saying, bottom lining it, it's an it's a corporation on paper. By you know, as far as the laws are concerned, that's what I'm pointing out. I disagree in, in, to certain to certain aspects, like you're like you're saying. The the general accepted practice is that a city, town, village is incorporated for legal reasons. It has to be. There's no way around it. Let's say for the sake of discussion, okay, now there are two types of Poughkeepsie. There's the city of Poughkeepsie and the town of Poughkeepsie. Well, what if someone decides to start the village of Poughkeepsie? Okay. They incorporate the name, the village of Poughkeepsie. They, get, they, can, get, they, they can apply for their own zip code or use the existing zip codes of Poughkeepsie, but still be their own village under incorporation on paper. You follow me? They can do that if they want to, okay? But they don't, if it's just a village, they haven't applied to the state for They don't have to apply to the state. I know because I no, used to be incorporated. Goes through, ago, goes through the Fed, not the state. Years ago, I was, I, I, the company, my dad's company at the time, okay, uh, we tried that incorporated bullshit. That's and a company, we not, not, a, not, not a town or village or city. Or, uh, what you're talking about is a brick-and-mortar company. There's a big, it's a different aspect, a different, a different uh, Megillah. I'm serious, Gunn. It's a different Megillah. It always has been. Brick and mortar incorporations are vastly different from that of township incorporations. They've had to separate the, the distinction between the two because if you don't, it gets outright confusing. Incorporation of a, of a village, a town, or a city, okay? Because it's not a brick and mortar a company has different protective statuses, has different options. Can a brick-and-mortar company get its own zip code? No. Why? Because they're not a, a village, t 
town or city. And to do that, they have to go through the federal government, not, not the state. I, I understand that it can go through the, either the state or the federal. I could go right now down here to the to the to Dallas and one of the court systems up there and say, I want to incorporate my name. Guess what? They'll let you do it. Now you become, your name has now, your person has now become a corporation. Go try it. Okay? You go into yes, the court. Yes, that's the wrong teaching. I understand that. Whether, you're, whether your name is Bofa, and I'm not Ron Well, I don't care who it is, George. Okay, you can go in there and say I'm Bumfuck Egypt. I want to incorporate my name as Bumfuck Egypt, and they'll let you do it. You pay the fee. You set up your board of trustees. You set up whoever's the president of your name. You okay? And now you're a corporation. Yes, but you're you're incorporating a brick and mortar company. At that point, what you're talking about, is, what you're talking about, is for a, bo- a brick and mortar company. That's the way they're going to take it. I'm talking about you. Okay. Your wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop, 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 stop. Listen to me. You do all this. You go through all that insanity. Answer me one question. Can you go to the United States Postal Service and apply for a zip code? I don't know. At that point, you might. Ah, then obviously there's a different incorporation for. Towns and villages, so forth, like I pointed out, isn't there? You're talking about a brick and mortar. Okay, you're not talking about a real. No, I'm not. What I'm talking about is not brick and mortar. No, 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 no. You do not confuse. Do not confuse. Be confused. What I'm talking about. Listen carefully. Incorporation for village, town, or city. In order to, ha- to get zip, uh, a zip code of its own or use existing zip codes, they have to go through the United States Postal Service, through the federal government, to get that. A brick-and-mortar company cannot apply for that because they're not a, a village, town, or city. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying, buddy? It's, it's, it's diff- there's a different incorporation involved here. If I wanted to go out and, and get a lemonade stand oh. on the street corner, and all of a sudden I want it to be incorporated, I could go down to the court and incorporate the goddamn thing. There's no building. Yes, there's I, no I bridge. That right. But you obviously, you, 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 it's obvious that you're not you're not paying attention here. You think that do you think that incorporation is only for is only only works one way? That's the, that's the way you're, you're that's the logic you're applying here, Gunslinger. And and I'm trying to explain to you, it's two different incorporations. One, you can use existing zip codes or get your own zip code. That's village, town, or city incorporation. That's where you have a town council, a mayor, a corporate council, corporation council, okay? Whereas with a brick-and-mortar company, you've got board of directors, you you've got shareholders, whatever. That type of incorporation cannot cannot go to the federal government and say we'd like our own zip code, or, or we would like to use an existing zip code. They can't do that, but a village, town, or city can. That's the difference between the incorporations of the two. That's what I've been trying to explain to you. It is 
yes, the, the, the towns, villages, and the cities are incorporated, but in a different, but under a different corporate st- structure, a totally different corporate structure than what a brick and mortar goes. It's not the same thing. I'm, t- I'm, I'm dead serious. You can go to a judge, become incorporated, have a board of directors and all that good shit. But you said yourself, you cannot go to the United States federal government and, and, and apply for a zip code of your own or, or use existing zip codes as a corporation. Why? Because you're applying a, corp- a brick-and-mortar corporation to, to a city, town, or village incorporation, which is very different. It's a huge difference. Dead serious. It took, you know how long it took me to understand the difference? From the age of 15 when I first asked about it. And I'm 57 now. Go figure. All right. Let's move on with this thing here. Seriously, let's move on here. Because I've got a couple of things I want to bring up to you, bub. You want to hear something? You want to hear something? Hey, Gunslinger, check this out, man. Check this out. The teenager who filmed the death of George Floyd Oh my god, these idiots are driving like maniacs out there. Sound like a car going by. What do you got the door? The windows open? No. All my windows are closed. And I'm on the second floor and that was that that was a car going by the building. Well, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's it's like they, they treat this the the road outside my building like NASCAR. They really do. I should go out. I I should get. I should find a. I should see if Spencer's sells checkered flags. Get me a checkered flag. Stand out there, and when a car goes by, wave the checkered flag at them. Probably get shot at for it, but you know. But check this out. This teenager who who shot the video of George Floyd being you know dying at the time. She's going to receive the Courage Award. And your audio is really bad. Oh, I just said I just moved away from it. Courage Award? <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. Fox 5 here in Fox 5 New York got this from their Minneapolis, from the Fox Minneapolis station, Fox 9. All right? 
Darnella Frazier is the, is, the, is the young lady's name. She's receiving the Penn Courage Award for documenting the death of George Floyd. <laughs> she wasn't documenting shit. She was, she was using her cell phone camera to video everything that went on. Instead of calling 911 to get supervisors on the scene. Excuse me. On the scene. Straight up, dude. I kid you not. So the video went viral at the time. That's the video that sparked the nationwide uh, insanity that we've been dealing with. Um, so it's like so Darnella Frazier is going to get the Courage Award because of the because she 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 shot this video and it's like wait a minute are you are you for real okay. Now, um, dead serious, I looked at this and I thought to myself, they're insane. They're absolutely insane. I commented on the uh, Facebook post about it. And I told them on that, in that posting, well, if she's going to get this award for you know for this, then every single soldier, police officer, firefighter, EMT that served during during 9/11 should receive the Courage Award as well. I'm, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have the I don't have it in front of me just yet. And it's like, okay, you've got to be kidding. Let's see here. Oh, I, I've got a collection story I'm going to put to you in just a second. Let me uh, see if I can find the original article that I posted on. Because this is insane. They're going to give this young lady this award. And I can think of far, far greater people. Not that, you know... You know, I'm not trying to down to, dis, to disparage this young lady in any way. Don't misunderstand me, folks. But I don't think she deserves the Courage Award just for standing out on a street corner with a cell phone shooting a videotape. 
of this man being, you know, being strangulated the way he was. That's not documenting anything. Document a documentary is just that. You're, a documentary is you are. You know, you, we all know what documentaries are. Come on, shouldn't have to explain it. If I can find this blasted, one thing I hate is a slow internet. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, okay, this is this is unusual. Well, I'll be damned. I can't find the stupid uh, article. All the things to have to lose. How do you like that, folks? You try to you try to find something, and either it's the internet or Facebook that's slowing me down. I hate when this happens. I should have shared it on on my journalist page. I wasn't thinking about it. Ah, here we are. Finally found it. Ah, it's even. I, I even have my original post here. Finally found it. Took long enough. All right. In my opinion, and this is what I said, if she is going to receive this award, then every single New York Guard soldier, every single police officer, firefighter, EMT that served during 9-11-2001 should also receive this for actions above and beyond the call of duty. Real heroes who gave all for this country 19 years ago. And I know because I was a soldier in the New York Guard during that time. None of the groups mentioned received this courage award, yet we, many of us, were willing to give our lives for our country. And no one thought of the brave men and women who I served with and alongside of Receive this, so I feel it is the right thing to do, even if it is 19 years later, in the interest of fairness. So if if Dar- Darnella Frazier is going to get this award, so should the people who served in the in the in the in the, in the National Guard that were stationed here in New York, every police officer, firefighter, EMT, as I mentioned, 
we actually did something courageous. All she did was shoot a video. Again, not trying to disparage this young lady, but look at the difference. Look at the difference. Gunslinger, what do you say, man? What are your thoughts on this? Okay, I guess Gunslinger has no, no comment. Either that or he's, he's having, he forgot to unmute his mic. Actually, I was in the kitchen. Uh-huh. He snuck away to get a snack. Yep, sure did. Hey, yep. I haven't even had a, I had a cup of coffee since, since I, in the last half hour. So... Maybe I should sneak away and get a cup of coffee while you're while you're while you're commenting. Well, I mean, um, that's. I mean, did you hear what I said? Though is is the question. Yeah, I, really I, heard, I, heard, yeah I heard what you said there. Okay. Yeah. No, I just wanted to make sure because you know. Yeah, I haven't heard they give that kind of a some type of reward for filming that. I mean, audio very low and 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 it sounds tinny. What about that? Is that better? Let me chew on the that, microphone. That's better. Damn. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's people film stuff every fucking day. I mean, they film plane crashes. They film film traffic wrecks and all kinds of uh, 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 vehicles getting hit by fucking trains, for God's sakes. Nobody that gives them a word, do they? I mean, you happen to be at the right time at the right place, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it'd be really a reward for doing that or a, whatever, a war, whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, I know of a, of a fireman in New York City. I think he's retired by now, though. But this fireman in New York City. He was on his way to the fire station to go. He was on his way to work just on his way to work. And he's getting ready to cross the road to go to the fire station when this kid gets clipped by a mirror on a, on a pickup truck. And the kid wasn't very badly hurt, but still this fireman picked the kid up bodily, brought him over to the firehouse, sat him down on the apparatus, grabbed the first aid kit, wasn't even on the clock yet, and started, bandage, and started to bandage this kid up and then called for, for, for uh, an ambulance to have the kid you know, brought to the hospital, checked out, make sure he didn't have a concussion and all that because he did hit the ground pretty hard head-wise. And he was considered a local hero in his neighborhood. You see local heroes every day. Okay? What makes this young lady so special to receive an award for just shooting a godforsaken video? 
She's just standing on the sidewalk doing it. It's not like she's risking her life at a, outside of a burning building. Or risking her, her, her life on the battlefield like a battlefield correspondent. No. She was just standing there. Like every John and Jane Q public. There were other people shooting the same shit. But she's getting an award. 17 years old and getting this Courage Award. Yay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I sound if I sound maybe a little bitter, but I feel for the people who are who did more heroic things than shooting some stupid ass video when she should have been calling nine one one and getting the getting the supervisors in on the scene. Okay? Matter of fact, if I can get it to, to open here, one person commented on this story exactly what I've been talking about. Annette Charlene posted the following comment. Instead of filming the horrific death, she should have been calling 911 for police supervisors. Maybe... Just maybe George Floyd would still be alive. Hmm. There's a thought. Instead of filming someone dying, why don't you call 911 to try and save his life? You know what I call a person that doesn't that that does nothing but stand and watch? an accessory, or a collaborator. Or is it, or, or, I mean, am I wrong for, feel, for, for feeling that she was more of an accessory and a collaborator than, a, than someone who did something courageous and deserving to be rewarded for not calling 911 to get a supervisor there immediately? Or is it? Or am I? Or am I? Or am I? Or am I? In the, or is this an alternate universe? And I and I'm from somewhere parallel to this. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little confused here. Help me out, Gun. Nanny, nanny, I'm working for work. <laughs> Shazbat. Shazbat. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Well, one thing, uh, even if even if a person would have called nine one one, the dude was dead within six minutes. Okay, six seven minutes, I guess tops. Okay, by the time the person would have went through dispatch, by the time they would have found some supervisor, New York City, remember where you are, and by the time this supervisor would have gotten to the scene, hell, it's stone cold, okay, so I don't think that would have done any good, 
uh, and besides the dispatcher, well, you know, you got two officers out there. Uh, they could probably handle the situation better than you can. You're just a civilian, you know. So 51, 50 of the other, you know. Yeah, but the minute they, the minute he came out from the back seat of that SUV, I would think that calling 911 and, and requesting a supervisor get there because you know there's something you know there's something that you feel something is not right that there's there's that this person's rights may be violated or or something try and get a supervisor there as quickly as possible, at least in the initial stages of dragon of him get climbing out of that SUV like he did. Okay, because in all honesty, whether whether it made a diff, whether it was going to make a difference or not, it would have been better than just standing there shooting the video. There were enough cell phone cameras out there shooting the same shit. You could have turned, she could have turned around and looked at all the other cell phone cameras and gone, well, if nobody else is going to call 911, I will. I mean, does that make, doesn't that make sense, given, given the number of cell Because in New York City, you can't go a block without seeing at least a dozen cell phone cameras being used at any given moment. At least that's the way it was before not this pandemic. You know what I'm saying, Gun? Well, yeah, I mean, but <laughs> there you go again. People don't want to get involved. I mean, I, that could be a possibility. Who knows? I mean, you know, I wasn't there and you weren't there, but, you know, I, I've seen the videos of, of people in New York. They, they, New York City, that is. These people don't give a fuck. I'm I'm surprised they was even there to video anything. I mean, there would there have been uh, uh, social studies there, people going out there and and being homeless or a child lost or something, and people just walk by like, you know, fucking child half naked out there, freezing cold. I've seen it go uh, YouTube, and they did it they did it as an experiment. Okay, and this was in New York City. Okay. And people would just walk by like, well, well, half naked child there freezing to death. Oh, well, when's the football game? I mean, I'm going, huh? You're seeing a child there that's shivering, that's half naked, freezing to death, and you just walk on by. Well, there you go. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's, I know, it, it, it's, it, there, are, there are some folks in New York City that, just have that mindset of not my child. Why should I care? And, and I'm sorry that that's just that's wrong. It's really wrong. I mean, to just if you're if you do that if you can do that with a child, you can do that with a, with an adult. You know, I I kind of get the impression that society today as a whole. Maybe it's just me, but society today as a whole has become cold and callous in some respects. Not everyone, you know, but just a you know a, a handful of, pe- of folks that don't seem to care. I mean, I know 
from you know from from personal experience that you know there are people out there that do care because when I was living in my van for a while, there were people that actually did care and at least cared enough you know to look out for me um my friends Ron and Amy um and Amy passed away a couple a few years ago uh but you know when when she was alive and, and and with her husband and everything it was like they offered they offered me to come in out of the cold if i needed to take a shower you know they offered me you know offered me a meal you know and they didn't ask for anything in return you know but then you've got people out there that will look at a person like me and go oh he can get a job he can he can go to work he doesn't have to live like that. Well, anyway, I mean, even cops are like that. You know that there's cops out there. There's a lot of good cops out there. I'm not saying that they're not. Okay. But even cops have this have this attitude deal. And I've seen it firsthand. I mean, just right down, right down the road here, about three miles back. This has been, God, over 12 years, maybe even 15 years ago now. But we came up on a scene of an accident. I mean, an ex-friend of mine, Okay. We're coming back from the lake down here, and we was coming back. It just fucking it just it just happened. Okay, we couldn't have been it couldn't have happened more than thirty seconds before we got there. Okay, this truck this uh this uh two door I mean two seat truck little little pickup truck. I guess he blew through the red light or something, and somebody nailed him in you know on the side. But it spun him around, and it, it was sitting off the side of the road there. And we're going, holy shit! Did you see that? And we we jig get out of the car and and they're they're starting to you can see where the gasoline ruptured the gas tank right so the gasoline was starting to drip out of the tank and the guy was trapped I don't know whether the seatbelt trapped him or the door they couldn't get the door open or something but about thirty seconds later here two here comes two of the local cops here we knew one of them or at least I knew one of them. And the first one that I knew, he was kind of a smart ass. He pulls up there, you know, lights, sirens, and all this shit. And he sits in his car and he starts doing paperwork. This guy's trapped in his fucking car, truck. There's gasoline leaking, okay? And he's over there doing paperwork. And me and that next friend of mine look at each other like, Are you seeing this? And about another 30 seconds later, another cop pulls up, and he jumps out and runs over and gives him a dirty look like, what the fuck are you doing in the goddamn car doing paperwork? And he goes over there and tries to, you know, prize the door open and get the guys out, you know, before the fire truck and everything came up there. But we're sitting there looking at each other, and all the other people that were standing around there, there's about eight of them standing around there going, oh, my God, did you see what he did? We're out here risking our life. He's over there doing paperwork. So even cops don't give a fuck. Some of them. <laughs> Now, if, now you see, if I had been there, I'd have I'd have pounded on the on the on the vehicle and said, "Get your fucking ass out of the car, and help this person." What the fuck is wrong with you? Help these folks; they need help. You're just sitting there doing paperwork. Get the fuck up and do your job, you stupid fuck. What do our tax dollars pay for? You're gonna. There are gonna be, you know, some bad apples in the bunch. I'll agree with you on that one, brother. No doubt. 
See, that's that's the problem with in society today. Yes, there are some bad apples out there, but you cannot condemn the entire the entire group for the actions of a few. And that's what's happening in society today. You look at the at all these uh, riots and everything. They're condemning all police for the actions of a few. And using that as an excuse to riot, loot, plunder, and pillage. And it's it's sad, really. It really is sad that our our society has de-evolved into that kind of mentality. And quite frankly, you know, it gets it's it gets uh, it gets ridiculous. Look what's happening in Philadelphia. It's happening. It, it's happening again. Only, I don't think it's ever going to stop. The winter weather isn't going to stop them. I said that. I said that once before. This weather is not going to stop them. They're going to be out there. You watch. And and the people that are that were live streaming the shit are out there doing it doing it all over again. They were doing it in Los Angeles, Portland, and Philadelphia. I saw that shit last night after I got off the air. In fact, I can almost guarantee I can almost guarantee that if I were to go to my live stream, uh, to live streams on Vaughn, let's see here, yep, I'm going to put this, I'm going to, I'm going to, I will show you this, folks. This is, this is the stupidity. Get the sound there. Now, where do you see this? This is, this is, this is the insanity that's out there. Here you go. Look at this. You've got a guy. Well, let me see. Let me. Uh, I got to open this up wide here. You've got Seattle, Philadelphia, another one in Seattle. I mean, this one. This is this is the this is the this is our this is our society. This is what we this is what we're being hit with. It's nuts. And it's sickening. You want justice? 
You register to vote? Vote. You vote for change. You vote for, 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 you vote for the person that's going to do the job, that's going to support law enforcement, that's going to support the Constitution and get the job and get things done the right way. Not sit there and riot and steal and everything else. Whoops. All right. Now, even the White House came out uh, in regards to the riots in Pennsylvania. The White House is saying that this is a consequence of liberal Democrats' war on police. Now, check this out. On Tuesday, the Trump administration responded to the ongoing violence in Philadelphia, PA, and claimed that the looting and rioting is the result of the radical left's war on police. Protests sparked after police fatally shot Walter Wallace Jr. on Monday after he walked toward authorities while wielding a knife, despite being ordered to drop it. Viral footage of the event circulated on social media and prompted the riots. The White House stated America cannot allow mob rule and should follow the facts to ensure fair and just results. They added that they stand proudly with law enforcement and would send federal aid if needed. Authorities continue to work to contain the violent protests, which have left the city of brotherly love in chaos after hundreds of protesters took to the streets for a second night. On Tuesday, authorities responded to rioters that had looted local businesses and department stores, including Target, Walmart, and Family Dollar. The National Guard was, has been deployed, and authorities have asked residents to remain indoors in order to avoid violence. Now, roughly 500 gathered at a West Philadelphia park and police arrested 90 people who violently confronted officers during the protests. In a statement shared with the public, the father of Wallace denounced the aggressive acts and asked the demonstrators to stop the chaos. I don't condone no violence tearing up the city. Looting up, looting up stores and all this chaos, stated Walter Wallace Sr. I want everybody having respect for my family and my son to stop this violence and chaos that's going on in the city. According to reports, at least 30 police officers were injured Monday as rioters hurled projectiles at them. Additional law enforcement has been sent to help contain the unrest. Officers have also closed off sections the Philadelphia's commercial district. This is now, now the father of 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 the of the of the young man uh, that police shot. Okay, and it was a justified shooting. He was ordered 
multiple times to drop the weapon. He refused. He kept advancing on the officers. They were left with no choice. They felt that their lives were in danger. But that doesn't matter. And calling this a protest, as violent as these, pro- as these, as these actions are, they're not, they're, it's not a violent protest, it's just violence. I wish people would get that in their heads. I wish the media would get that in their heads. But it's not happening. Gunslinger, what is it going to take to, to, put, to put this all this violence to an end? What is it truly going to take? I really don't know what it's going to take. I, I don't really know what it's going to take. It's, it's going to be amazing, one thing. As long as these people are acting stupid, going up there, dancing on cops with a weapon in their hand, whether it's a gun, whether it's a baseball bat, whether it's a fucking knife, it doesn't matter. A weapon is a weapon. And the idiot is given multiple choices, you know, stop, drop it, blah, 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 okay? And the idiot doesn't. He winds up getting his ass shot. Well, whose fault is that? Is it the cop's fault? No. Is it him? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, until stupidity is cured, which I don't recommend holding your breath on, because I'm afraid it's going to be a long time, these things are going to keep happening. And the society out here, the, well, except for the people that's in the know, like me, you, and everybody else, these dumbass peoples, these people of low intelligence, and even Trump has even stated that they're of low intelligence, okay, are going to see that as, well, he was, that white man, he shot that, he shot that black dude, he shot the brother and all this shit. And there you go. All people going out to writing, writing. And really, when it's justified, it was a legal, justified shooting, okay? They defended their lives. They felt they were in fear of their lives. And that's all you got to do. That's, that, is, that doesn't matter if you're, a, if you're a cop or you're like me and I carry a gun. In fact, I got it on my side right now. Okay? As long as I fear for my life, I am justified in shooting that person. Now, <clears throat> if the person drops the weapon and turns and runs, can I shoot him in the back? No. No. Because I will go to prison. Because the threat now has been, it stopped. He has stopped, he's turned, and he's run. So the threat is now retreating. So you can't go out there and start shooting him in the back. No, sorry. <laughs> it don't happen too good. But if he st- continues that forward and coming towards you, yes, you're justified. That's Texas law now. New York, they probably barbecue you for that, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I think I think about this question a lot uh, in regard because of the situation that's going on across this country, and yeah, I, I don't know if there is, in all in all honesty, 
you know, a genuine answer to the question. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to this anymore. Because no matter what the police do, okay, no matter what the police do, it seems like, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. And as far as I'm concerned, there has to be something. There has to be there has to be a way to stop this. Okay? Where you're not where where they're not capitulating to uh the mob mentality. That's what's out there right now. It's a mob mentality, Gunslinger. And that's what's really uh, – that's what it comes down to here. How, how do you deal with a mob mentality? You can't – you, can't, uh, you cannot um, come down to their level and, do, and, and act against them the same way they're acting out toward others. Obviously, that that would be a mistake. Um, imposing a curfew doesn't seem to make much of a difference to the to, to these uh, rioters, these violent uh, rioters. So, is the, if there is an answer to this, if there's truly an answer to this. I don't see it, you know, and, and, and I think right now the, the, the only thing we can do, you know, all of us who are kind of caught in the middle, because the people that are, that, that are not out there are caught in the middle, you, me, everyone. We're caught in the middle of all this. So, being caught in the middle, we're kind of like in a situation where if we go against the rioters, we could end up getting hurt ourselves. If we go, if we try to confront the police to to get them, you know, to do a, to do their job, you know, the way they're supposed to in a situation like this with these riots and, and trying to squelch the riots, we risk ending up in jail ourselves. So it's really a catch-22, I think. You know? It, it's, it's kind of, a, it's kind of a, a no-win scenario. That's what you call damn if you do, damn if you don't. <laughs> I mean, it's like being caught between a rock and a hard place. What are you going to do? Yeah, 
Yeah. Now, now I just came across a uh, story here. I'm waiting for the video to appear so I can stop the video before. Excuse me. Thank you. Pain in my neck. <sighs> Apparently, uh, Philadelphia has imposed uh, is imposing curfew in anticipation of a third night of violence. Uh, the curfew will run from nine o'clock, uh, which started about three hours ago, until six in the morning. Uh, grocery stores, pharmacies, and restaurants will still be allowed to operate delivery services, which you know, got to you know, you got to people need food, they need their medicines, and so forth. And I get that, but do you honestly think that this that, that, that these rioters will listen and and not go out and and do what they do, especially you know? I mean, they can impose the curfew all they want, but how how effective is that really? I mean, how effective is a curfew when you think about it? Go ahead. Look, the only way that that's going to stop or to prevent any further looting, rioting, whatever, is they're going to have to impose more sharper penalties. Okay? Just like they did when President Trump stopped, stepped in. He had, it, he had it done in 30 minutes. He said, I can stop in 30 minutes. And he did stop. Stopped in 25 minutes. In fact, when you see these people, I mean, the local people are are not really that scared of their local cops. Okay, that's what it kind of boils down to. But when you bring in the federal marshals, okay, federal cop or federal whatever it is, okay, then these people are going to say, "Whoa, that's the big boys. They're not fuck with them." I think I'll go. I think I'll stay home. They're gonna have to do something like that. Hey, what else? What else are you gonna do? You know? Yeah. I, I. You know, and what bothers me the most about about this too is, you know, like I said, you've got people that are caught in the middle. You know, the, the curfew, law-abiding citizens will respect curfew. But these rioters, these jackasses, they're going to sit there and go, yeah, we don't have to, we don't have to uh, obey your stupid curfew. We want justice. No justice, no peace. Ugh. But that's that's the whole you know that's the whole egg in a nutshell. You know. And I and I I don't know. Now check this out. 
apparently Joe Biden's bro- uh, brother is dodging questions. Oh, boy. Check this out. Jim Biden, the brother of Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden, refused to answer questions on Wednesday when approached by a Fox News Channel reporter outside a house in Maryland about claims the former vice president had knowledge about the family's overseas business ventures. Approached at a residence on the Eastern Shore, Jim Biden repeatedly rebuffed questions in his driveway as Fox News Channel's reporter asked questions from a distance in the street. Jim Biden said, I don't want to comment about anything. Asked if he cared to answer questions, he said, nope. Two sources confirmed the person was Jim Biden including a neighbor who viewed a picture of the footage, the Eastern Shore House is linked to Jim Biden in public records. It comes a day after Tony Bogulinski, a former business associate of Hunter Biden, told Tucker Carlson in in an interview that the former vice president's denials of knowledge or involvement in his son's foreign dealings, are a blatant lie. And Jim Biden, by the way, was mentioned during that. Now, I did watch, and I want to thank No Way for uh, sending me the link last night to this. I saw the interview. In fact, just in case it got taken down, I downloaded it so I could watch it. And... Oh boy! You want to talk? You, you you call the Clintons a criminal cartel? Here's the newest criminal cartel: the Biden Mafia. What do you think of that gun? That doesn't that doesn't really surprise me. I mean, does, should it surprise me or you or anybody else for that matter that's in the know? Okay, the the, the Biden crime cartel, the uh, the Clinton car, uh, crime cartel, the Bushy Boys uh, crime cartel, and I'm sure Obama has a crime cartel too. I don't think he's not. He, I don't think he's not as bad. I to give credit well, give credit where credit is deserved, but he could have shaky dealings. I'm sure. But the rest of those, them are the big cartels, let me tell you, okay? They're really huge. Uh, So does it surprise you that Bidens are like that? I mean, you've seen the picture, the three pictures of his house, right, that he has. These are multi-million dollar estates. He only makes $147,000 a year. Now you tell me how you can have much less buy the goddamn thing, maintain it, maintain the the, the, the utilities and the taxes and the insurance and all that shit on multi-million dollar estates each 
can you only make it one hundred forty-seven thousand dollars a year? Would you mind saying, explaining that to me? If you can, I'd like to do it. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't mind getting about fifty, about fifty. Was it fifty thousand or fifty million that Biden was getting? I wouldn't mind getting that kind of that kind of dory do me. That kind of cabbage. I'd be taking a trip to the Bahamas real quick. I'd hop a cruise ship and say, bye-bye, New York. I'm going to the Bahamas for a while. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. But these, these idiots, you know, these, these idiots known as the Bidens, they don't understand. And I don't think the uh, I don't think you know the the, the uh, Democrats as a whole get it. I don't think they understand that this truly is um, is what's going to torpedo Biden completely. Joe Biden is uh, basically he's done. His campaign is done. You know, there is no way around it. But he's got to go through the motions. Now, this is something that I thought was kind of curious. The Philadelphia District Attorney has is threatening. Hang on a second while I wait for the this video to start so I can stop it. I hate this stop. Thank you. So the Philadelphia DA is threatening President Trump over his call for voter for, for poll watchers, saying, "I've got something for you." Oh, really? Now check this out. Philadelphia's district attorney on Wednesday threatened President Trump if he sent uncertified quote-unquote, uncertified poll watchers to the city, telling him in a statement, I've got something for you if any attempts are made to interfere with Election Day activities. In a fiery statement posted on his website, District Attorney Larry Krasner likened Trump to a lawless, power-hungry despot and vowed, that Philadelphians will not be cowed. The statement followed Trump's response to a night of looting in Philadelphia over the police shooting of a black man who police claimed was charging at them with a knife. President Trump called the shooting a terrible event, but turned the attention on his Democratic rival, Joe Biden, whom he accused of supporting the looters and rioters. 
Uh, Krasner said that Trump's administration supposedly poses the greatest danger to public health and safety in modern history. As proof, he pointed to the more than 227,000 Americans, that figure is questionable, who have died from COVID-19. His statement comes less than a week before the November election, for which Pennsylvania has become a hotly contested presidential battleground state. Now, the Trump campaign said late last month it was preparing a lawsuit against the office of the Philadelphia city commissioners over their alleged refusal to admit poll watchers into satellite off into satellite officers, satellite offices, I think they meant to observe the voting process. To the extent that your office prohibits the campaign from monitoring the casting of ballots, the campaign will seek court intervention. A letter from an attorney representing the campaign read. Now, Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro said he would not let the president interfere with the will of the people while characterizing the president as a bad actor. It will be respect. It will be respected whether Donald Trump wins Pennsylvania or Joe Biden wins Pennsylvania, Shapiro said of the state's election results. We need to drown, we need to drown out the president's rhetoric and ignore the doubt that he is trying to sow about this election and make a plan to vote today. Whether you choose to vote by mail you choose to vote at an election satellite center early, or whether you choose to vote on election day. In his statement, Krasner said that his office is continuing to work with with its partners in law enforcement and government to ensure every voter gets to vote and that every vote is counted. Keep your proud boys, goon squads, and uncertified poll watchers out of our city, Mr. President. Break the law here, and I've got something for you. That's what Krasner said to the president. Now, Krasner's ambiguous threat comes as the city is still reeling from a a night of violence. A night of violence. Okay. Well, Mr. Krasner, I've got a little something for you. It's called uh, you and your goon squads, you and your uh, election interference, because that's what you're committing here, and threatening the president of the United States like that? Uh, I wouldn't go that route if I were you. That could put you in some serious hot water. Really boiling hot. So what do you think, Gunn, of this DA's threat? Well, it's uh, it's kind of stupid. I mean, if they can't do what they're supposed to do, this DA, then Trump has every legal right to go in there and stop it. That's what his job is. That's what 
that what the Constitution says. You are to protect yeah, but he's, the people. He's, so he's threatening to, to, to he's threatening Trump if President Trump sends in uncertified poll watchers. It's not about the violence and everything. It's this is about the, well, the about the election. Well, okay. Well, whether it's the riders or the poll watchers or something, they're always. You know, they're always trying to, well, you know, yeah, uh, you know, I can do it. You know, you know, he's probably Democrat, I'm sure, you know. And, oh, yeah, we can, we can, we can do it. Yeah, yeah, you can do it, all right. So it's just like here in the state of Texas, okay? Uh, Governor Abbott there is going to put National Guard at major cities at the polling places, okay? I think starting, what was it, Monday or something like that. Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, that's one of the three that he's going to put National Guard at the polling places just to make sure. I'm all for it. Hell yes. Go for it. You, you got to keep, you got when you have the law enforcement out there or even the, the state guard out there to make sure that there's no trouble and no hanky-panky, hey, go for it. I don't know. It's just, it's insane. Now, while I wait for this video to... There we go. Thank you. Shut up. Now, Bill Maher, you know, the, the so-called comedian. I don't find him very funny. Well, apparently Bill Maher is saying that Ruth Bader Ginsburg should have quit under Obama. She didn't take the hint. Now, check this out. I find this curious. This guy is a big Obamite, okay? He, he hates President Trump. He's an anti-Trumper. But check this out. He's the host of Real Time on uh, HBO, so Bill Maher said, had some harsh words for the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, whose death paved the way for the confirmation of Justice Amy Coney Barrett. During a Monday night appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live, Maher was asked about the moment when news of Ginsburg's death broke while he was taping his show and Jimmy Kimmel expressed his amazement at how his panel was exactly right at predicting how events that were going to play out. Bill Maher said, well, it's not like her death was a shock. And he's, in, in that, he's right. It wasn't a shock. You know, we, it was kind of, it, it, was, it, it was expected to happen eventually. And she was up in years. She had health issues. So, yeah, she was, it was, it was, it was, it was inevitable. There, I, that I, I can agree to. Now, Kimmel responded with, well, it was, it was, though, in regards to it being a shock. Well, Bill Maher shot back, really? She was 100. No, she wasn't 100. This is, this is why I hate Bill Maher. She was 100. And had cancer like a million times. I mean, she was a great justice, but she should have quit. She should have quit. Kimmel asked, you think so? And Mar exclaimed, of course. 
because then we wouldn't have we wouldn't have nutso referring to Barrett. Oh, 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 oh. oh boy. Kimmel then asked Delmar when Ginsburg should have quit, which which prompted him to point to the 2013 lunch she reportedly had with alleged President Obama, who apparently urged her to retire while he was still in office. The Democratic plan for the Supreme Court was Ruth Bader Ginsburg doesn't die. And that's why they're such a loser party. Marr explained while making an L sign on his forehead. I vote for them, but they don't know how to do politics. I mean, Obama did have her over to the office, you know, when he was still in office to to hint. Now, Kimmel responded with surprise, oh, you think that's why? And of course, Dolmar responded with, of course, we know that's why. He wasn't the sociable kind of guy. There was always a purpose to a meeting with him. So it was just like, hey, boy, that Supreme Court is an important place, huh? And you're getting up in age. And she should have taken the hint. I mean, as great as she was in many ways, that really put us in a bad place because, as I keep trying to say on my show, power begets power. When you lose power, you keep losing it. Now, he went on to say, that, to say we lose presidential elections, they appoint justices, so now the Supreme Court is 6-3. to three. That's going to go on for a very long time. If the election winds up in the court, who do you think they're going to go with? We, shall, we, we saw what happened with Bush versus Gore. That's what I mean. You lose power, and then you lose it again. Bill Maher was previously outspoken against Barrett's nomination to the Supreme Court, calling her a fucking nut and comparing her to the Terminator who was sent to overturn Roe v. Wade. Bill Maher, you are a fucking moron. You're an asshole. You have not the brains God gave you. In fact, when they said, when, when, the, when, the, when the man hollered out, brains, 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 you thought they said trains and you bought a ticket on the next Amtrak out of fucking town, son. Gunslinger, why is it these Hollywood fuckheads never understand that being sore losers just makes them look worse than they already do? Go ahead. Well, you said it because they're fuckheads. They they think that they know everything. They know that, you know, it's we're smarter than you, so <clears throat> you just shut the fuck up and sit down. Okay. Now, here this is a this is an interesting 
question <clears throat> is that okay <clears throat> yeah it, it, it's probably true that old, old Giddyberg should have retired a long time ago okay now if she did and she would probably would have retired in the Obama butt buddy administration oh butt butter butt butter butt buddy would have appointed another liberal left-wing Democrat to that position, right? Then we would be stuck with that person for the next five or six decades, okay? Uh, it might have been better that she did stay on. I mean, it's a hell of a chance there. Thank God that, you know, Comrade Clinton didn't win. But now, since she checked out under under President Trump's administration, he can put in he just did, okay, a very conservative right wing over here on the right side, uh, Justice. And probably, once he wins next Tuesday, again, uh, there'll probably be at least two more positions to come up on the Supreme Court. You know what he's going to do? He's going to put conservatives and, you know, right wing people in there. And that's what they're so scared of. Oh, my God. They're already they're they're already lost. In my opinion, they've already lost the Supreme Court because now the uh, conservatives outnumber the liberals. Okay, with you know that replacement, with Ginnyberg's replacement. So if you get two more in there, geez, you got it made in the shade there. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing. Okay, and this is why I really wish Mike from here in New York would would come back to this broadcast because. You know, he, he's, he's a gun owner like you and I, but he knows the situation with New York better than I do. Okay? And as far as a fountain of information for gun owners in the state of New York, uh, he, he has the information I don't have access to, or at least that I haven't been able to find. Because... Now, with a six to three Supreme Court, Governor Cuomo is, I believe, shaking in his boots. And if he's not, he should be. With a six to three conservative siding in the Supreme Court, the New York SAFE Act, signed in 2013, could very well be going. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, it's always possible, okay? Uh, it, it probably won't happen for probably a number of years. Because uh, they'd have to, get, like I said, you probably have to get at least one or two more Supreme Court justices in there to completely. With everybody in agreement, yeah, that New York Safe Act, ass, whatever, same thing, needs to go. It needs to go pretty quick. It just depends on how fast they take up the, the, the case. I don't know what the odds would be. I, I don't live there, so I well, have no idea. Well, I know they to revisit the Second Amendment uh, at some point. Uh, I think they held off because of uh, RBG's uh, health. And that's why they weren't doing it. Now they have a full Supreme Court. And and like 
uh, Mike was saying had said on this broad on this broadcast a couple of times, if not more. We just need we've got Gorsuch, we've got Kavanaugh, we just need one more. Well, we've got the one more. That six to three voting margin gives us the advantage that we've been waiting for. That's what, and that's what the NRA and New York gun groups have been hoping for. Now, strike while the iron is hot. Because if they, if they can get the Supreme Court to strike down the New York Safe Act fully as unconstitutional, that is going to put that, that's going to stick in Mario Cuomo's. I called him by his father's name. You believe that? That's going to stick in Andrew Cuomo's craw, and his brother Chris is going to bitch, moan, and complain on CNN. We can't do that. The city bank was was saving lives. Blah 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 blah. blah. Democrat liberal talking points. Blah 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 blah. You know, I mean, gunslinger. We've we, we've got the edge now. That's what that's what New York's been waiting for, for that one more justice edge. And I think a lot of these liberal states, liberal-run states, are that have unconstitutional gun laws, are now sitting there going, "Oh fuck, we're screwed." We're doomed. And they should be thinking that way. Because they are screwed. They are doomed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I mean it's uh, yeah. They know that they're they know that their 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 ship is sinking, okay? And it's it's about time that they that the ship sunk. Okay, so actually it's long overdue. So, uh, yeah, I mean, only time will tell, okay? Uh, it's going to have to take, a, well, I don't know. Hell, it may take years. Who knows? I, I don't know. But it needs to be brought, of course, again, to, to the um, Supreme Court, absolutely. Even the Second Amendment needs to be, once and for all, put to rest, okay? It's already clear what it says. I mean, how much more do you need? Me, I don't need no damn court to say what the Second Amendment stands for and what it means. It's it's, it's been that way for ever since the creation of this country. Uh, I don't think nothing changed, has it? (laughs) Not that I know of. Not that I'm aware of, Gunn. I mean, well, some things have changed. I mean, back in the days of the Founding Fathers, they didn't have cell phones, computers, they didn't have, um, you know, 24-hour news cycles. Could you imagine? I've been, I've been wanting to ask this question of you, gunslinger, for a long time. And you may think I'm joking, but I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm half-hearted. I'm kind of half-joking, but I'm also being very serious too. Think about this, okay? What if? America was was in its infancy today. Okay, now think. Now listen, listen to me carefully. We're fighting the Revolutionary War. 
for our independence. We have the 24-hour news cycles following us everywhere. Could America have been founded as a constitutional republic in a modern age, given the 24-hour news cycle, given the social media aspect? What do you think of that, Gunn? Could could America have been founded the way it was over 240-some-odd years ago? if it were founded today. Go ahead. It, it probably would. I mean, you, you, got, you got these... I can't hear you, Gun. What about that? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, it probably would have. Uh, there would be a whole lot more dead people, unfortunately, uh, because the people that would be fighting for the right side, okay, would be shooting these fucking 24-hour media stations, okay, because they know exactly, because they'd be traitors. What do you think they did back in the day? They shot them, okay? You know, take no prisoners, okay, as the old saying goes, and I think it was probably pretty much back then almost the same way. Uh, It, I don't think it would have ever come up to that because if the 24-hour news cycle was there and they were here even with well, look at the modern arms that we got back then they just had musket loaders okay now we got machine guns okay so if it did it wouldn't last very long i guarantee you that and i think that the right side would win because these idiots that are on the left side they're the ones that come up with gun-free zones you know from a liberal democrat it's already admitted and all these Joe Bidens and Camel Toes and Obama rats and Bush rats and blowjob rats and all this shit, they would have been eliminated if it happened today, okay? Because they would have known who the traitors are. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I think... I think the um, the reality is, you know, looking at and, and and really thinking this through carefully. I think that uh, yeah, this country could do it. It might take a little longer. This country could have done it. It would take a little bit longer. And, yes, there probably would have been a lot more people dying as a result. But I truly believe that if the the people wanted freedom, true freedom from oppression, from excessive taxation without representation and so forth, like they did back 240-some-odd years ago, I do believe the fight for independence could have been fought today and won. It just would have taken a little bit longer. The 24-hour news cycle, depending on which side 
you know, you, you were listening to would spin it one way or the other, just like they do today right now. So is it possible? No, I didn't think it's possible. But I think it, I, I think it, can, it, it could have been done. I truly believe it could have been done if the fight were today instead of over 240-some-odd years ago. It's not a question of how it would have been fought, but more of a question of how long the fight would have taken. Now, folks, I don't know if you're going to be able to see this. It's disappearing, but I got a tweet here from, it's a recent tweet from Nancy Pelosi. Okay, something she tweeted out today. Get this. For months, at House Democrats have fought to deliver relief for American families, and yet President Trump and congressional Republicans have refused to work with us to put hashtag families first. And I just told her, plain and simple, you just lied to the people again. She did. The GOP has been trying to work with, with, with her, but she's been a stubborn curmudgeon the whole time through. Honest to God, this woman has no morals, no scruples. How many times have has uh, the chief of staff, Mark Meadows, sat down and negotiated with her in good faith to try and get the stimulus package got, de- dealt with that would have that that could help American families, American businesses? Okay, but you know what she's doing? She's sitting on her broomstick. Or sitting, uh, she's sitting on her broomstick, yeah, with it jammed up her ass. Instead of instead of sitting on it like like a, like any normal witch would, this woman doesn't understand. She's the reason it's being held up, not anyone else. Or am I missing something here, Gun? Go ahead. No, I don't. I don't think you're missing anything. I mean, you know, <clears throat> anything that spews out of that pig Lucy's mouth. Uh, I mean, I, I hopefully that this will be her last term, okay? And they retire that old bitch, witch, witch, bitch, bitch, witch. Same thing, okay? Uh, one and the same. Uh, she's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she's got to go. I mean, you know. I think there's one guy running against her this time. I think it is because he was at the um, Trump rally, one of those that he had today. I think out in Arizona, I think. And he says, "I'm gonna be there, and I'm gonna be there when she hands me that gavel to become the new speaker of the house." And I hope so. That's, that's she got to go. Yeah, she she she's really got to go. I agree. You know, it's not like. Um... You know, she can 
you know, keep just keep going and going like the Energizer Bunny. Eventually, there's going to be a geo a, a Republican taking her seat away from her. All right. Now, whether she's actually, uh, you know, up for re-election or not, I don't know. But when she is, I hope somebody beats her ass and gets her out. And I hope it's a Republican. I really do. Now then. As far as other items, looks like uh, there was a close call for President Trump at the uh, rally in Arizona. They had to. They, NORAD had to dispatch F-16s. Yeah. Check this out. F-16s intercept plane that was flying too close to the Trump rally in Arizona. The U.S. Air Force intercepted an unknown aircraft flying too close to President Trump's campaign rally in Arizona Wednesday. The North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD, said it dispatched F-16s, a type of fighter aircraft, and launched signal flares before establishing radio contact and escorting the plane out of the restricted airspace without further incident. NORAD said the general aviation aircraft was not in communication with air traffic controls and entered the temporary flight restriction area surrounding Bullhead City, Arizona, without proper clearance around 2 p.m., The aircraft was not initially responsive to intercept procedures, they added. President Trump, who addressed a crowd of supporters in the battleground state just six days before the election, saw the flares and pointed at the sky. Oh, look at that. Look, 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 Trump said, pointing at the sky. Look at that. They gave the the president a little display. The crowd chanted, USA, USA, USA. President Trump then waved the incident into his monologue, telling the crowd the plane is a fifth-generation F-35 Lightning II Joint Strike Fighter. Then He then asked rhetorically, you know how hard it is to get Democrats to pay for that? <laughs> Gotta give President Trump props. I really do. He played it up for the for the people in the rally. He 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 just he just took advantage of the situation and ran with it. And the people ate it up. They loved it. And I can't say that I blame them. So this this aircraft. Uh, got into uh, restricted, temporarily restricted airspace. Now, I wonder if there was, now they say without further incident, so I'm guessing uh, the pilot was not uh, forced to land or anything, just you know, told them to get out of the restricted zone and fly elsewhere. 
So my guess is that's probably what happened. Um, what do you think, Gunn? Well, I, he may not have been, you know, immediately forced to land, but those fighter jets there did take his tail number. you damn right they took his tail number. And I'm sure that he'll probably have a couple of knocks on his door, okay? Uh, we need a complete report of why, where, and how. Why did you violate this, this airspace? Didn't you know that, you know, the president was, you know, coming here and there's a there's a no-fly zone above, the, above and around the area? Uh, yeah, he's going to get reprimanded, okay, because they, they don't leave that shit untouched. I mean, when you fly into a no-fly zone, <laughs> you better have a damn good excuse, okay? Like I might have... Uh, fell asleep at the fucking controls or something. Oops, I'm in a no-fly zone, okay? Because if they don't, they, they can pull your pilot's license. Now, it could have been an honest mistake, you know, he, he, you know, like he forgot, you know, that, that he forgot that that was, he was, and it was near a no-fly restricted zone. I mean, it's a temporary uh, no-fly, no-fly zone area. And it's possible However, unlike, however unlikely to some, that he just plain forgot, you know, where the where the actual boundary was, you know, and you know if that's if that's truly what it was, you know, I can't see them really uh, slapping him down for that, but like you said, and I agree with you, he better have one hell of a good explanation. But you know, this this is just. This is a rare incident that took place. Uh, obviously, you know, there's no more being said of it. But there it is. Now, during his, um, during his uh, rally in Arizona, he said, we don't have freedom of the press, we have suppression of the press. And uh, it's interesting that he that he would say that because that was during the that was, I believe that was during the time today that the uh, the hearings were going on because it says here that uh, President Trump told supporters in Arizona Wednesday that the U.S. does not have freedom of the press after the New York Post's Hunter Biden stories were censored on social media. Here's a guy who gets caught, Trump said, referring to Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden's son, and the media doesn't want to write about it. You know what they call it? Not freedom of the press, suppression of the press. We don't have freedom of the press. We have suppression of the press, Trump added during his rally in Bullhead City, Arizona. There's never been a time that it's been more obvious than right now. He said the Democratic Party and the lamestream media were totally joined with big tech and made a slashing motion at his throat when he asked the crowd about Section 230. Meanwhile, tech executives fielded questions from lawmakers 
analyzing Section 230 protection, which uh, prevents social media platforms from being liable for content posted through their services. The hearing was called after Twitter blocked users from sharing the New York Post story. So, you know, (laughs) President Trump is spot on when he says we don't have freedom of the press, we have suppression of the press. And that, to me, speaks volumes. It really does. It speaks volumes because even for, for someone like myself, who's an alternative media journalist, you know, we're, 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 we're even more indirectly scrutinized if we're especially if we're conservative leaning so it's very you know if if they can do that to a major outlet like the New York Post imagine what look at what they do to what they've done to me in the past you know they've done, they, they did it to, they, they they've done it to Mark Dice you know these tech giants uh, and constantly you know, there are people who have had their 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 videos demonetized, taken down, their channels uh, ripped off, ripped right out of the ripped right off the system, and it's like, where where is it in their terms of service that they respect the the constitutional right to free speech and freedom of the press? It doesn't exist to them. As far as they're concerned, the Constitution doesn't exist. Their terms of service is all in, all binding. As far as they're concerned, the big tech giants, it's little law of the land in their eyes. So I agree with President Trump's assessment. I really do. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's spot on the money. I mean... <laughs> can't say that he's wrong, okay, because what he, what they're doing is exactly what they're doing, you know, suppression of the media and all this, and you see how he points every, at every rally, you see those you see those dishonest people back there, you know, all of a sudden little red lights go off, you know, that, <laughs> that'll tell you something, and they won't pan around to show the crowd, there's a, there's a couple of them that, uh, that's there, uh, Josh Food TV and the one other that that is there, and they'll pan around. They'll go 360 degrees. Yeah, right side broadcast. Like, yeah, right side. Yeah, right side broadcasting there, and just like the rally earlier today, I mean, it was in Arizona there. I think he said 20,000 people, 20, 25,000. Something people. like that. Yeah, and they even showed the, the right side broadcasting had a had a camera for the overflow. Yeah. Of the crowd. So there you go. So yeah, they wow. I mean, the the main the, the mainstream media doesn't show the crowds because they don't want Trump to win. They want the American people to end up losing, like it was losing under Obama. They want us to go backwards. 
They want to throw the bus in reverse. Sorry, mainstream media. Sorry, Democrats. But that's not going to fucking happen. No way. Uh Uh-uh. Not happening. So, there you have that. All right, we're... uh, Starting to get to get close to that time where we'll where we're going to be finishing up here. So I'm going to go to the. I'm going to go to one more item here. And this is sad. This really is. I got to wait for this video to start again before I can do anything with it. Of course, it's going to make me wait for it. There. Well, apparently, the Girl Scouts delete social media posts congratulating Amy Coney Barrett on Supreme Court appointment. Really? The Girl Scouts? Why did they do that? Well, the Girl Scouts of America deleted a social media post on its official Twitter and Facebook pages Wednesday evening congratulating Amy Coney Barrett on her appointment to the Supreme Court. The original post, shared by Fox 6 Milwaukee, political reporter Jason Cowley, included the caption, Congratulations, Amy Coney Barrett, on becoming the fifth woman appointed to the Supreme Court since its inception in 1789 ending with an emoji of hands raised up. The post featured an image of Barrett, her two Supreme Court colleagues, Associate Justices Elena Kagan and Sonia Sotomayor, former Associate Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, and the late Associate Justice and Barrett's predecessor, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The move quickly faced swift backlash from critics and lawmakers, with Representative Ayanna Presley, Democrat from Massachusetts, tweeting, what kind of patch does one earn for uplifting a woman who is the antithesis of justice? Another Twitter user, a lifetime Girl Scout, said she was ashamed of the post. I already felt uneasy, as a trans person in this organization, but now I really understand that with this message that Girl Scouts really does not support me or my trans-slash-LGBTQ siblings, she added. In a statement released by the Girl Scouts, the organization said the post was quickly viewed as a political and partisan statement which was not its original intent. Girl Scouts of the USA is a non-political, non-partisan organization, the statement added. We are neither red nor blue, but Girl Scouts, but but Girl Scout green. We are here to uplift girls and women. One of the more than 4,000 replies to the post said she would take her business elsewhere, saying, I'm going to spend my $100 in Girl Scout cookie budget on ingredients to make my own next year. 
Noah Mitchelson, editor, editorial director of HuffPost Personal, argued in a Facebook post that there was no requirement that we celebrate someone as a hero to women simply because she identifies as a woman, especially when the thing she did was actually done for her by a gang of disgraceful goons and when she is poised to destroy the lives of so many people. Some commenters also offered praise for the post, with one woman on Facebook writing, Girl Scouts, thank you for celebrating all women and showing us there is a place at the table for those with all different sorts of values. Practicing what you're preaching right here. It's very nice to see. Another woman wrote, I'm glad to see the organization supports all women, both liberal and conservative. One conservative woman pointed out that she didn't trash the Girl Scouts when I disagree with things that were against my beliefs. When other conservatives trashed Girl Scouts for leftist ideas, I defended it, she added. Now I see it being trashed by the so-called tolerant left for uplifting a female to the Supreme Court. That is disappointing. Those of you bashing the organization, please remember, there are conservatives that support Girl Scouts too. I was grateful to see the post in support of women, regardless of who they are. Even one of Barrett's critics saw no issue. As much as I dislike this particular woman and deplore the political hypocrisy that allowed her to be in such respected company, GSUSA is completely right to recognize her. The commenter wrote, Well done. It could, it could not have been easy. Now, on Tuesday, Barrett was officially sworn in as the 115th Supreme Court Justice after being confirmed by the Senate in a 52-48 vote on Monday, just days before the upcoming presidential election. Barrett is expected to quickly begin weighing in on significant cases involving voting rights, health care, immigration, religious freedom, and LGBTQ rights, among other issues. The post congratulating Barrett is not the first time the Girl Scouts has shown support for female figures in the political arena. The Girl Scouts previously shared a Huffington Post article dating back to December 2013, in which former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton discussed the importance of female political leadership as she was mulling a run in the 2016 election. A spokesperson for the Girl Scouts did not immediately return requests for comment to news organizations on that political tweet, which remained on the organization's Twitter feed. I don't know, Gunslinger. Maybe it's just me, but I get the uh, I get the distinct impression that politicizing these organizations is just ridiculous. But even when they when they congratulate when, when they go the route of congratulating someone like 
Amy Coney Barrett, it turns into a feeding frenzy for people to attack and attack and attack. And like I said here on this broadcast just recently, before she was sworn in as the 115th Associate Justice, I said that the left will attack President Trump through her. And it's already begun. A lot more than it did before she was even confirmed. What do you think of all that, Gun? Well, yeah, they're going to be on the attack mode. There ain't no doubt about that. I mean, that's, that's, that's what they do. I mean, it's as stupid as it is. They're always going to be on the attack mode, okay? They're like rabid dogs that there's no cure for it. They're continually, continually, continually trying to attack. It's it's crazy. I mean, you'd think you'd give up after a, after a bitty attacks that have failed, and even future attacks are going to fail, because that's what Democrats are. They're failures. Go ahead. Well, the only thing I can say is, you know, there has to there is there is that fine line that should never be crossed. But you know what? We, we, we are a political creature, human beings. We are political creatures. Many, some of us don't want to be, but we become political creatures, especially around election time. And more, more so at election time, I, think, I should say, than any other time during the year. Yes, we're political all year round. Don't get me wrong. Oh hell no! We, if if we're strong in our political conviction, we're going to be strong in our political conviction all year round. But even more so during the presidential elections and the midterms. Maybe not as much on the local front as we should be, and maybe we should, because even the local elections can lead a candidate from the local elections into the national spotlight at some point in their political career. So maybe now is a good time to start thinking about that city councilman or that uh, Washington, D.C. alderman who's sitting there, a diamond in the rough, so to speak. And maybe, just maybe, it's time to really consider the possibility that that diamond in the rough could be the, the, the next uh, leader in the United States Senate or the United States Congress or even possibly the White House. Because at that point, whoever that person may be, when they hit the national spotlight, it is going to be a very interesting time for that person, whomever it may be. Thanks to Cherokee Rose, Gene, Gunslinger, and, of course, everybody that's watching and listening by archives out there, wherever you are. But we have come to the end of the broadcast. Gunslinger, before I blaze a trail, you got any final thoughts you want to throw out there before we go for the night? Well, not really. Uh, You know... The logical vote should be for, you know, President Trump. If you're if you're smart, you'll vote for President Trump. 
if you don't, oh well, can you say dumbass? Go ahead. Yeah. With Election Day just a mere few days away from now, we have a choice to make, America. We have a choice to make. We have an awesome responsibility, you and I, as Americans, to reelect President Trump and keep the momentum going toward this country being the greatest nation on earth once more, or we could end up seeing someone like Joe Biden getting into the Oval Office and completely obliterating everything that President Trump has worked so hard for and turning back the clock to when he was the when he was the alleged vice president under Obama and everything Obama did coming back to haunt us and more and worse so America take my words to heart please Exercise your right to vote on November 3rd. Do not sit home. If you haven't voted by mail or early voting, then go on November 3rd to your polling place and cast your ballot. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. That's not my place. I'm just going to encourage you to go out and vote. It is your right It is your duty as an American. Vote your conscience. That's all I'm going to say. For the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. I'm George Sinzer. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Fair, balanced, and always responsible. And sometimes a little combative, as you found out earlier tonight. (laughs) Yes, we can agree to disagree, and we can... Have our have our moments where we're kind of heated in the moment, but at the end of the day, we all can agree to disagree. And that's what's important. So, I think I said this already, but I'm going to say it again just to play it safe, just in case I didn't. For the comments I made, that's the way it is from my perspective. I'm George Sinzer, and this is the conclusion of this broadcast. So, as I always say. Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. And if you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. That's all I ask. Until next time, join me for the Thursday night edition. And you know what, America? For the Thursday night edition, I got an idea. You know how people call it Throwback Thursday? Find something for Throwback Thursday here on this broadcast and bring it in. Bring it up. Come on. You know you want to. You know you do. Find something a year a year previous, two years, five years, something that applies to Throwback Thursday. It'll be Throwback Thursday on Firefox News Online. We'll see you then. Good night, America. 
Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Send your comments to us by writing comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Also, if you have any stories or topic ideas you'd like to share with us, send them to WeReport at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. That's WeReport at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. And be sure to check Facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. That's Facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. For the links to the live broadcasts of Firefox News Online on the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. Be sure to use Hashtag FFNOP, that's hashtag FFNOP, to trim this broadcast and all Firefox News Online broadcasts globally on social media. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next edition. So let it be written. So let it be done. Yeah. Thank you.